Welcome to the Mama Matters podcast. Whether you're expecting, you've recently given birth, or you're just starting along your fertility journey, it's time to get down to the nitty gritty and sort fact from fiction. I'm your host, Rosie Dumbrell, physiotherapist and pregnancy expert. Mama Matters aims to provide an easily digestible, up-to-date and evidence-based approach to pregnancy, birth and motherhood with a side dose of humour along the way. Interviews from the industry's leading experts and experience of my own adventures as a mother to three gorgeous boys under four. I want to share the stuff that helps to grow confidence throughout motherhood. Mama Matters is a podcast by Lenny Rose Active and this is what you can expect to hear in upcoming episodes. You know, exercising does reduce your chance of gestational diabetes and all those other things that you don't really want to get in pregnancy. So that that was what I looked at. It was, yeah, it was really interesting. Mm, that's amazing. Well done. <laughs> One of my favourite uh, bits of research, it's a book um, written by a couple of medical doctors, American medical doctors. It's called Exercising yes. Throughout Your Pregnancy. Yeah. And they, um, they cite a couple of articles that uh, claim that exercising up until term in pregnancy at least three times a week for a minimum of 20 minutes helps to reduce labor length um, by up to a third. Welcome back ladies. I'm super excited about today's episode because I'm really, really passionate as I'm sure you have found along the way um, about educating women on, you know, how to safely move their bodies and look after their physical and mental health through movement. And I'm really, excited to bring to you today's guest, Dr. Bronwyn Hamilton. She works out of the Mitcham Private and Knox Private Hospitals and is just really passionate about uh, helping women to sort of get the birth that they deserve. So she's an obgyne and loves to cater for women of all ages and backgrounds, looking for a really positive and approachable specialist to care for them throughout their pregnancy journey. And yeah, she also has a passion for, uh, you know, working uh, with women in staying active in pregnancy and working with uh, pregnant athletes and a lot of athletes have had their babies with her and so she has a, a really uh, you know, great perspective and has done some research in this area and uh, yeah definitely you know aligns with my own sort of beliefs and you know the research and training that I've done around exercise in pregnancy so yeah this is a, a really great episode for those of you that are you know prior to falling pregnant are, you know really into a very fit and healthy lifestyle in terms of lots of physical activity um, or you're just interested to know a little bit more about you know that sort of more high level of activity uh, when, you, when you're moving into pregnancy so great episode and yeah without further ado here is the lovely Dr Bronwyn Hamilton. So thanks so much for joining us today Bronwyn. It's a pleasure thanks so much for having me. Oh, so great to have um, your amazing expertise on the show and today we're going to be chatting about the pregnant athlete and uh, we obviously know that there are so many benefits to maintaining an active lifestyle throughout both pregnancy and motherhood and even sort of right up until delivery but you know oftentimes women will tend to kind of go one way or the other they'll potentially yes stop exercising because they don't feel well enough or they aren't sure about what's safe and what's not or they might just kind of carry on regardless and potentially like overdo things and so yeah can you yeah speak to what you see in terms of women's attitudes and practices with exercise in pregnancy for the women coming in for your obstetric care yeah sure I'd say in my private practice I tend to attract a fair number of very fit women having their babies as I do have an interest in exercise in pregnancy Mm. 
I've done a little bit of research in the area and I do have a real deep interest in the area. So I tend to attract those women. But in my experience, I find most people are quite sensible and I certainly don't see many women taking physical activity to the extremes. Mm, that's good. <laughs> I find most are either, you know, a lot less active due to not feeling well in the first trimester, feeling tired, nauseous, mm. things like that. Or we've got the women who are very cautious if they've had a miscarriage in the past not wanting to contribute to any possible issues in the pregnancy. And there, there are definitely some unfounded concerns about the safety and what you can and can't do in pregnancy. And many are very actually, you know, relieved to hear that you can safely exercise in pregnancy and in many cases can continue what you were doing before falling pregnant with some modifications here and there. Mm, yeah, it's so great, isn't it? I think, yeah, we need to kind of, I guess, make that knowledge more public, I think, because, you know, the the risks of not staying active, like in, you know, generally in life, are far outweighing the sort of risks of you know, continue to exercise if you've got clearance and there aren't contraindications, of course. So definitely. Yeah. I don't see many kind of continuing with their pre-pregnancy routines. I find most of them stay on the cautious side um, or they're just feeling unwell would be the biggest hurdles. Mm. And obviously people with morning sickness, it's not always morning sickness. Sometimes it's, you know, evening sickness. (laughs) Definitely worse as a result of exercise as your blood sugar can drop and then that can lead to more nausea. So I find that's definitely the biggest hurdle. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I never thought of it that way because when I, um, in my pregnancies, I've always found light exercise to sort of help with morning sickness, I think, because I like stop thinking about it so much, but also morning sickness for me has been worse in the evening. Like, I don't know about you. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely for me, more the afternoon and dinner time was a nightmare. So exercise in the morning, it definitely helps get it done. And you're obviously, well, not obviously for our listeners that don't know you, but pregnant for the third time or third baby on the way, 29 weeks. That's very exciting. (laughs) just had my OBS appointment today and everything's going well oh it's Which strange is, yeah. that obstetrician I mean it makes sense that an OB seeing another OB but it's just yeah. like <laughs> not really not really birth our own babies can we, we but uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> funny I love it yeah for the everyday active but not competitive athlete is there any sort of specific advice other than what you've sort of mentioned already on safe levels of exercise Uh, in pregnancy? Yeah, sure. I'd say if you've been active prior to pregnancy, you can usually continue the type of exercise you've been doing prior to the pregnancy. But I guess be prepared for modifications, you know, such as no ab crunches, planks, sit-ups, especially after 20 weeks. Mm. Uh, Be mindful of your pelvic floor. If it doesn't feel right down there, then definitely stop. And it's really good to see a women's health physio to assess your pelvic floor and yes. <laughs> definitely yeah. get onto that if you're continuing preg- exercise in pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And we talk about the recommended uh, kind of time for exercising in pregnancy. We talk about uh, the recommendations 150 to 300 minutes a week. So mm-hmm. definitely good to stick to that. Look at reducing the long sessions, say over 45 or 60 minutes, as your blood sugar and hydration can com- definitely become an issue after you know, a longer session than 60 minutes. Mm. Definitely good to avoid pelvic floor unfriendly things such as jumping, box jumps, skipping, especially after 20 weeks. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jogging may be okay for jogger previously, but looking at, you know, reducing your intensity and duration, 
to yeah. pelvic floor damage. Wear a good belly support, especially over 20 weeks. I find that's really helpful, just reducing the bump moving around. So mm. it improves your comfort. And then there's the clear, clearly dangerous activities such as contact sports, horse riding, skiing, all those things that we can't mm. do now anyway with the lockdown. <laughs> COVID. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But, um, yeah and, and definitely heavy lifting and where you have to brace and hold your breath, it's not great for your pelvic floor and not great for babies. So mm. checking in with your medical professional, checking there's no clear contraindications to exercising, which is not many of those. Most people are generally healthy enough to continue with things. Mm, yeah, that's great. I mean, I think for a lot of women, the 150 minutes of moderate intensity or 300 minutes of lower intensity yeah. exercise a week, like that's a, that's that's what's recommended for the standard woman who's not pregnant. And so yeah. I think that can come as a surprise to a lot yeah. of women. What about is, you know, it sounds like in your practice you're not seeing a lot of women that are overdoing things, but what things would tell you if someone is sort of overdoing, you know, the exercise side of things, whether she's competitive or a recreational athlete? I think it's really, you know, number one is listening to your body um, mm-hmm. when you're exercising whilst pregnant. You've got a little human in there. You really have to, you know, be aware of what your body's limitations are because, you know, things do change from day to day. You have good days, bad days. You know, your anatomy changes significantly, especially once you start getting a bump. Uh, So listening to your body, uh, if you feel any pain, um, whether it's, you know, in your pelvic floor or your abdomen, that's definitely a sign to stop. If Mm. you feel dizzy or faint, Mm. that's definitely not a good thing. You need to definitely stop and, you know, take a seat if that kind of thing's happening and probably look at getting some medical advice if that kind of stuff keeps happening. Mm. any muscle weakness extreme shortness of breath uh, we're allowed to get a little bit puffy I always say you can get a little bit puffy a little bit sweaty but you still probably need to be able to talk we talk about the Borg scale you know somewhat hard you can still have a little bit of a chat but if it's getting you know that you're really really breathless really heavy breathing that's probably not advisable mm-hmm. and probably one more thing would be if she's losing weight or not gaining weight or the baby's not growing well enough. You know, if we're looking on ultrasound and the baby's, you know, looking really small, then um, there may also be a relative energy deficiency. We may not be eating enough for the energy. With the the, 12, the Borg scale, I sort of yeah. usually talk about that sort of 12 to 14. So, you know, that sort of moderate intensity. Yeah. Um, yeah. And still being able to have a chat. So that's, yeah, that's obviously quite achievable yeah. for most women. Um, yeah, definitely. And yeah, I wanted to sort of chat a little bit about running in pregnancy, but you have already sort of touched on that a little bit. Yeah. You know, I think the things when I think about running in pregnancy, obviously, you know, if someone used to running then yeah. to continue running at a, a lighter intensity and and obviously not the sort of long um long durations and things like yeah. that I think it's I see like I think the advent of Instagram I see women posting like I just clocked 5,000 miles in my pregnancy oh, oh. and I'm 38 yeah. weeks pregnant and no. you know I think it's, it's so great to stay active in pregnancy but it's yeah. also as you mentioned once you get into that sort of you know 20 weeks yeah. or so the, the yeah. benefits of running you can probably do a different activity like uh, cycling on a stationary bike and get the same cardiovascular benefits without the pelvic floor kind of stress. Look, running in pregnancy is certainly a controversial one Mm. um, for a few reasons. But look, in the current COVID pandemic climate, I think running is 
such an easily accessible form of exercise. Mm. If you're previously a runner, I think it's safe to continue while it feels comfortable and after obviously checking with your doctor that it's okay to do so. Mm. Gym's closed, swimming pool's closed, there's less options available for the exercising pregnant woman. I find it's a sanity-saving thing as well. It's Mm. really good for your health. And in terms of safety, all the you know studies and guidelines, the ACOC guidelines, the Sports Medicine Australia statements, they all do support that jogging in and running is safe in pregnancy. Mm. Um, and it's only when it starts getting you know really high intensity that we start getting concerned about the baby's health, and it's pretty impossible to sprint your hardest and heavily pregnant. So yeah, I think safety-wise, you know, it's certainly been demonstrated to be fine. Yeah, listening to your body is really important. Mm. I think the controversial part lies in what effect jogging or running may have on your pelvic floor yes. in pregnancy. Mm. But it's really hard to study. So we mm. haven't got any good studies saying, you know, what what you know definite effects it has on your pelvic floor. But and there's so many factors that contribute to pelvic floor damage, obesity, chronic cough, constipation, mm. vaginal birth, you know, also mm. contributes significantly. The more children you have, large babies, your genetics, family history, all of those things, instrumental births, you know, your forceps if it's a difficult birth. Mm. You know, there's so many factors. So it's really, really hard to study. I guess the thing is people are thinking about, you know, it's kind of like a bowling ball jogging up and down on your <laughs> Jumping up and down. <laughs> on your pelvic floor, yeah, which is moving up and down like a trampoline. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, the studies don't really, there's no good data saying that it's completely unsafe. And even, like, getting back to postpartum exercise, I think that's probably even worse, um, you know, getting back into jogging, you know, two weeks after having a vaginal birth. I know. Probably isn't it crazy thing. that, like, you yeah. see, I saw, again, on Instagram, I'm always yeah. looking for, like, pregnant people. And I saw yeah. one lady post about she'd been gradually, she'd been a marathon runner prior to yeah. pregnancy and, and run a lot through pregnancy. But she was posting yeah. about how she's gradually building back up her running with ankle uh-huh. weights on. And it was four oh weeks postpartum and I'm like oh my goodness cringe <laughs> please wait till at least 12 weeks probably you know 16 to yeah. 24 even for a lot of women <laughs> oh, isn't it yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah I mean it is an individual thing right but um but there's <laughs> some basic guidelines for how long your body needs yeah. connective tissue you know healing and all that sort of stuff so yeah yeah one thing I would normally say about running is the heat um or you know not being able to control the environment as much so it's really hot it's not a good idea to go running in the outdoors but most of australia is probably not in that (laughs) that condition at the moment so all right and is there anything else that you would like to add um you know you mentioned you've done some research in exercising pregnancy i'm just putting you on the spot here but um you know i'd love to hear about about that (laughs) oh yeah I mean certainly it's pretty hard to publish these things but Mm. um whilst I was doing my training in obstetrics and gynecology I did a couple of studies looking at women's exercise rates in pregnancy Mm. and their barriers to being active during pregnancy and then I also looked at um risk of gestational diabetes Mm. if you if you exercise in pregnancy so I did present one of those at a international conference amazing Say that was good. Um, but yeah, certainly, yeah, it's really fascinating. And it certainly go, went along with all the data that now is coming out, all the big studies, all the, we've looked at lots of systematic reviews of all the studies now. It certainly does show that 
you know, exercising does reduce your chance of gestational diabetes and all those other things that you don't really want to get in pregnancy. So that that was what I looked at. It was, yeah, it was really interesting. Mm, that's amazing. Well done. <laughs> One of my favourite uh, bits of research around exercise in pregnancy is, I think I might have mentioned to you, there's a book um, written by a couple yeah. of medical doctors, yeah. American medical doctors. It's called Exercising yeah. Throughout Your Pregnancy. Yeah. And they cite a couple of articles that uh, claim that exercising up until term in pregnancy at least three times a week for a minimum of 20 minutes helps to reduce labor length by up to a third so that's my favorite (laughs) bit of exercise in pregnancy (laughs) (laughs) well thank you so much for joining us from in and taking the time out of your precious day off (laughs) and um, I might be harassing you down the track for some some more interviews that was a great one so yeah thank you so much and I'll pop all of the details about where to find you um, yeah. in the show notes so yeah thank you so much pleasure thanks and <laughs> thank you bye. bye so I hope you enjoyed that ladies and found a few little nuggets of gold yeah it certainly is a real passion project of mine given that I've been you know a very very active person all of my life and have done extensive research on the sort of benefits of you know of that, that, an active lifestyle for pregnancy and motherhood and and the sort of pros and cons for both mum and baby of activity versus inactivity definitely very very well aligned with the lovely Dr. Bronwyn you can catch her over at Dr. Bronwyn Hamilton on Instagram or drbromwynhamilton.com.au on the web and you know, just really grateful to have been able to nab some of her time today as she is expecting baby number three herself and obviously working full-time as an obgyne and you know definitely towards that pointy end of the pregnancy now so just a huge uh yeah thank you and shout out to her for giving us some of her precious precious time and yeah if you're loving what you're listening to please give us a shout out as always by uh, screenshotting the episode that you're listening to and popping it up in your stories we love hearing from you and we also love any feedback or questions and you know things that you're interested in hearing about so hope to hear from you soon ladies bye this episode is brought to you by lenny rose active australian owned three times mum and physiotherapist designed luxe active and technical wear for the pregnancy to motherhood journey you can find us on lennyroseactive.com.au or on instagram at lenny rose active